Normally, either at the top of the show or the end of the show, yeah, we do a little eating for the people. Sure, we do a little slop trough. There's nothing. To, well, again, that's only been because there's been little food in front of us that we can. St- it's somebody else's shit, and we've taken it. Now, there's a real. I'm not saying we eat this. Is there I would shit over love there? to look. Oh, Rory, there's some shit over there. I see. I, look, I see Ziploc bags, and that's like. Mm, it's concerning. a red. It's a red flag, but it's kind of a sexy red flag. I don't think that's how it works. We have different. I don't know. Different definitions of sexy. I want to look and see what these sweet street cheat treats look like. It <laughs> was a mouthful. It was. It was a lot. It was a lot. You had it, and then you just kept going. Sweet yeah. teat, I like though. A sweet teat. I bet you suck do. on a cookie. Um, let's. That's in a. There's a. a <laughs> there's a Ziploc bag coming out of a Ritz cracker box with a knife in it. What kind of fucking back alley abortion shit oh, are they that's doing? that's just the rest of the Ritz cracker. For some reason, they, they Ziploc baggied it instead of just putting it back in the box. And they left the knife. Why is there... How long have these bit... Don't you feel like these reduced fat Ritz have been sitting on this? Everybody go back and listen to the not last 20 episodes. <sighs> when did we start... Yeah, whenever we mentioned the Ritz cracker, they're still here. Wow. They outlasted the soup. Is that all that's in there? Are there any more? In oh, there? there's there's more prizes back here. No, no, no. Here. I mean, is there any more Ritz crackers in oh, that there's, box? Oh, there's sleeves that... Oh, my God. There's another sleeve? Knocked over the salt, you bitch. Are you superstitious? Oh, he is. He's chucking it over his... Oh, the, the fucking little crystals going everywhere. Don't... Yeah. You monster. They're going to get in there. A mouse is going to uh, get all... microscopic level. One day, someone will step in here with a bare foot, and it just... <laughs> now you got salt in your toe. It's literal salt in the wound. We have... Uh, it's just a pre-wrap bagel. An apparently mutilated everything bagel. <laughs> I think it's two halves of the same. I think it's, it might be two halves from different bagels. It's two. No, I think it's the same bagel, but for some reason, instead of just like putting it back together, the person who put it in here put both like of the halves facing the same way. They like bloody you know I mean? the bagel. Yeah. What kind of sick shit are they doing in here? Well, you ever watch that? What's that movie that Seth Rogen made with all the food fucking? Sausage party, sausage party. Yeah, this is like some kind of horror from that. Yeah, Where doesn't tor- uh, doesn't the man in- Edward Norton play an anti-Semitic bagel, anti-Semitic stereotype of a bagel? I mean, maybe he's like, oh my glaces. I, I couldn't tell you who some of those characters are, so it wouldn't surprise me if like everybody shows up. Damn, Bill Hader playing a bottle of liquor that was a Native American stereotype. Of course they did. First peoples, I don't know. I know Canada calls them First Nations. Yeah, you, like think about they like again. How did they? What year was they that made? How did they get away with making sausage that? sausage party? Yeah, I think you pretty much don't tell Seth Rogen and and Evan Goldberg what not to do because they'll every every one in three ideas is going to be a massive cash cow for you. True. So you just gotta put up with the, the sausage parties. <laughs> Your Highness, sausage party. What was the the American pickle one or whatever that was? Yeah, did he do that with Goldberg? I don't know. Wasn't very good. No, not I, at all. I was hoping for it to be, uh, you know. The most interesting thing about it to me was like this guy coming back and having politics way more aligned with the like the alt right. Yeah, and then it gets to the point where he starts saying the quiet part out loud, and everyone's like, "Oh no, you can't! What? Oh, no, you shouldn't be doing that!" Like that was legitimately funny. Yeah, 
That was probably the only part that was enjoyable. All right, we got uh, we got a big assortment of cookies. Yeah, I'm seeing chocolate chip. Maybe appears to be a chocolate chip. Maybe some oatmeal raisin or something. Got a lot of chocolate chip and and chocolate chip. This is some kind of dark cookie. Are you gonna try and no get away chips. with breaking off a piece of one of those and eating it? Because I don't, I don't. No, I'm inspecting nice. them like I'm Wilford Brimley in the thing. I was just waiting for you to smash them all together. Do you dare me to pulverize <laughs> don't, these? Don't pulverize the cookies. Someone else might get enjoyment from them. They didn't seem to get them from the Ritz crackers, but. So you guys know I got a bag. How did? What, what, what's the knife in the Ritz cracker bag for? Did they wash it? Is it a? Is it fresh for when they want to use it? It's a weird move. It's a weird move. It's it's clean. What it's is marginally clean? Would you like to suck on it, Rory? <laughs> Smell the knife. He showed me the knife. That's the worst thing. And potentially the most interesting but wild card thing. Not one, but two packages of original Stroop Waffle. Stroop Waffles? It like is those little wafer cracker things? The caramel wafers, yeah. What? Do you want to try one? No. There's an, op- there's an open one. I don't. Oh, I Homer's Melty's still in here. <laughs> Go ahead and throw your shit in with this load of laundry. I've got Homer's Melties in there. That's Milky Way, Homer's Melty, Last Soldier Godiva. So we got in the little bucket. Yep. And then we have. I remember waffle. we're taking inventory of all the food around us. Yeah, we have to with all the foods. We've been on a real food kick. We might as well finish out good. It's uh, the best finish. Finish what out are you good. Talking about <laughs> nah. I w- I would like to tell people one thing. We will finish out, but we're gonna finish strong. Let's we're not just quite say done. we've got an episode coming down the pike that you. I predict you guys are really gonna enjoy a lot. Andy knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, friend of the pot, Andy. Friend of the pot, Andy knows exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I want to try. Are you guys school. curious? I bet you're not. I mean, life right now is just sucking all the fun out. Yeah, of you. you're, you're you? a real electric bunch, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be funny. We finally checked the email, and we've gotten like just so many, co- like so many messages from people. I've got a really interesting story. I want you guys to break this homicide. I've cracked the case. Like they're just sending us emails. They've disappeared. We would know none of it. We just immediately turn it into a joke. Dear Stan, I got all your letters. <laughs> The tears gone cold, I'm wondering why. I don't think I can break this. No, you got to eat the whole thing if you're going for it. It's like a little mini Eggo waffle. It's a strip waffle. It's, it's a, for the people at home, it's a waffle. Look up Stroop waffle. Full of caramel. You, you, you carry mini computers with you everywhere you go. Look up Stroop waffle. That's very true. You guys are fascists. Anyway, <laughs> here I go. I was waiting for there to be a lot more crunch than that. I thought there'd be more crunch. And it was than surprisingly that. soft sounding it for was that. It's like thing. biting into an ass cheek. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think. Got <Yeah. laughs> This is pretty terrible. I gotta be honest with you. That's why I didn't have one. <laughs> it's like there's no way that's gonna be good. It is like chewing on the insole of a shoe. It's like, what if we took a beehive and instead of taking the honey out of it, we took the comb. <laughs> And made a treat. There's honey inside. 
with the caramel element, yeah. which bonds to your tongue like napalm, <laughs> trapping the shitty waffle what all a, over the inside of your mouth. What a fun, waxy treat for children and wherever that came from who don't know better. It's so nice for whoever brought this in. It was from back in the day when they used to take sap off a tree and stick it right in their mouth. Old-fashioned gum, I tell you what, when they were taking that walk uphill both ways to get to school. Brought your teeth right out of your fucking skull, but uh, <laughs> you ain't gonna need all of them. Yeah, hey, you know better. The future's gonna have amazing special teeth for you, and everyone's gonna ride on rocket cars to the moon. President Cary Grant in his eighth term. I would love to go back to the 1950s and just spread that bullshit around. The world's fan. And just like make cockamamie bullshit claims about the future. Ice cream's going to be healthy. Somehow they're going to figure that out. And just horseshit. Cancer will become airborne and contagious unless you take this pill. <laughs> make it's just people filled with sawdust. <laughs> make people both dream and fear the future. Can I tell you a really insidious thing about this waffle, by the way? What, you're going to have more? It's not good. But, but my more. body is like, take another bite. Do it. Maybe this one will be better. Is there nicotine in these? Maybe that's like alcohol because you're like, this is pretty bad, but I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Tell me in like maybe like five or ten minutes. It just gives you such a massive sugar boost. Oh, like, that's <laughs> why I'm eating two. <laughs> they bonded together. They're stacked on top of each other. Oh, okay. Well, take that's a bite. That's why. Take a bite of just one. Now you got to finish both of Sorry, them. Sorry, I fucked one of those up for someone. Yeah. Well, now, like, don't ha- I could have had one of the straw. <laughs> oh, that's much better. I mean, it still doesn't taste like anything. Yeah. But it's got a nice little texture. But two of them, fuck me. That's, two of them. That's hell. It's like trying to cut through bone. <laughs> Which apparently isn't it's that difficult. It's still not very good. It's like I biting gotta into not a eat more of that. Too late. You got two of them. I want. I want you to finish both of them now. There's nothing going for this thing. You accidentally eat two, and it it's like trying to chew through a fucking ceiling, a roofing tile. It doesn't taste like anything. They don't look very pleasant. I don't know. I think they're pretty cute little thing, but they're completely tasteless. I like the they're text- difficult to eat, and they make a huge mess. Would you like this softened, textured piece of wood, Jimmy? Like that's kind of what I see in that. What the fuck is this? Like we took this some kind of Great Depression food. We took some. All right, you know it's Dutch. It's cardboard, right? Which is just all of this recycled shit. And this is halfway through the corrugation process, but we've made it into a fun treat. Put a little bit of honey on it. Why don't you chew on that? Just a bunch of kids in the fucking Weimar Republic just yeah. sucking on pieces of cardboard. This is how we got through the depression. You see, you leave it outside for a couple of days and it gets soft. I'm just breaking it into smaller pieces by just gently. Folding. It. Yeah, it's, dude, it's crumbling though. It's getting all over the fucking place. Yeah. Well, it's funny because when you came in, you were we looked at the table and it was just covered in crumbs. And you're like, what kind of fucking monster does this? Yeah, the animals that work here. As you guys know, we record the show between a bowling alley and an abortion clinic. That used to be another bowling alley, and we'll probably in the next couple months become a bowling alley again slash abortion clinic. Which is funny because the bowling alley used to be an abortion clinic slash disco. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of history to this building. Yeah, really storied past. Lovely stuff. If you don't think those things would mix, I got to tell you, you're right. That's why they keep going out of business. We're incredibly privileged to work here. Mm-hmm. You know what we were also incredibly privileged to do? <laughs> what? Speaking of food. What? That fucking Hungry Henry, man. Oh, we finally had it. It wrecked my world, but it was worth it. Oh, see, and I was fine, which is concerning. <laughs> you made it happy. You ate the whole plate. Oh, yeah, I had the whole thing. I love breakfast but then again i didn't have the pancakes i had the french toast which was a smaller portion still a pretty big portion but it's not as big as the pancake stack 
The pancakes were my Waterloo. Yep, the pancakes were my Waterloo. Did you did you soak them in the maple syrup, or did you dip? I need to dip. I soaked. I'm a, I'm a, oh, I need to dip. I'm a dip. That's what I do. Cut a little piece. So I you see do, the efficacy you, of dip. You spread the butter while it's hot, cross all the layers, and then you you cut pieces off and you go. Yeah, bit. the butter will give you the soft pancake effect that you're thinking the syrup is giving you. Because yeah. when you put too much syrup on, you've cut a river of goo. Well, I also like went back and forth. I didn't just tackle the one thing, you know, kind of separate yeah. it up. I'm not, a, I'm not a competitive eater over here, okay? No, I can't. I don't, I, don't do my, I don't do it in like an intelligent, task-oriented way. I just took my time, nice and slow. And you just described how you eat pancakes, oh, so but you're delicious. not task-oriented. No, that was French toast, you fool. <laughs> don't you see completely different? See, the French toast, I think the integrity of it holds up more in the dunk. The pancake... Oh, yeah, it falls apart. The pour is very important because, again, if you do too much syrup, you will dissolve your cakes. They'll fall apart. You'll be they'll become eating a, they'll a, be spongy. a soup. Yeah. They become that kind of gross, spongy thing. Yeah, um, you're gonna eat maltodextrose. But again, I get it. if you soup. dip it, those little flakes of the pancake come off into the syrup, and it just be, kind of comes like this mess. Pancakes are low key, very messy if you don't do them correctly. See, look at that. See now, who's agreeing with me? <laughs> I was agreeing with you this whole time. The pancake thing was totally <laughs> flawed. No, you weren't. No, no. I absolutely was. <laughs> yeah. The uh, pancake, in ret- and the thing is, I'm a pancake guy. I ride till I die. Should have tried the French toast. But I like bougie French toast. I like like stuffed French toast and challah French toast. I like it because they don't put cinnamon on it there either. I'm not like a, se- a French toast with cinnamon on it guy. You like nutmeg? Are you toast? On my French toast? Yeah. I don't know, I think I've ever had it. Hmm. Maybe somewhere and just didn't notice it. How about Old Bay seasoning? <laughs> no. <laughs> crab chips. I'm trying to eat little pieces of crab. Which is intriguing for people who like seafood. Someone out there's ears perked when you said that. They're like, you mad, man. Crab chips? <laughs> I'm going to try that now. People will spill blood for the crab chips. Crab and French toast. Um, so you were pretty happy with your purchase. I love breakfast. The bacon was great. The home fries were great. Nothing was like, like wasn't like too much of anything or too little of anything. Three eggs. I The only thing I would reconsider is uh, Tanner, who was with us. Good old friend of the pod, Tanner, uh, regular guest. He got the sourdough bread, and damn, it looked good. I don't usually do a lot of sourdough bread. Sourdough sneaky, warm sourdough with a ton of butter on it. So good. Come on now. Looked really good. Looked really tasty. That was my, that was my literal bread and butter in my fat days. <laughs> uh, I love Henry's Diner. If I lived in Burlington, I would just... I'd, that'd be where I'd die. Bury me at Henry's Diner. You're there every Saturday. They'd know my name. I'd be the norm of Henry's Diner. Except they wouldn't be happy to see you. Yeah. Well, when I was in New York, there was this diner called Michael's. And oh, I know. after everybody moved away, uh, I, I mean, I went there regularly. Even if I was like, hey, I'd be like, I would ask you or I would ask somebody I knew who I knew lived in a story. I'd be like, do you want to go get some Michael's? And if they said no, I went by myself. I just put on a like I'd put on a podcast or a show or something on my phone. I'd go sit there, I'd listen to music or something, and I'd have breakfast. Sit there and have a cup of coffee. I like that fucking place. It was great. It it wasn't the best food I've ever had. It, I just love there's something really nice about like low key diner food. It was not good expensive. Atmosphere. It was affordable diner food. Yeah. It was polite, lovely Greek people. And don't get me wrong, that's why I love Henry's because the quality of the food is so much better. Uh, Dude, just for reference for people that'll never get to try Henry's or haven't, you know in Parks and Rec how JJ's Diner has the four horse meals of the egg porkalypse and Arrested <laughs> Development has the skip scramble? 
That's the hungry Henry. Oh, That's what so your good. boy's got. So I'd also like to point out that Tanner is not on the show, and we are really talking about a lot of food. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Why did you do this? I didn't do this. You're the one who brought up Henry's. I don't think that's true. <laughs> now who's... <laughs> I'm going to gaslight you. Oh, so good. Well, you turned it around. That's fair. Turnabout's fair play. That was good. It was a good time. You're eating more of it? Dude, it doesn't get any better. Well, of course it doesn't get any better. What do you think is going to change? It's not, it's not like, uh, again, alcohol, where suddenly something happens. You go, oh, this is why I'm doing this. It does make me feel like a bee. Eating it makes me feel like I'm a little bumblebee. This is what this is what flower like and pollination is like, maybe. I'm just eating a little whatever bees eat. Yeah, so you're you're thinking you're gonna poo out some nectar later? I think maybe. <laughs> we'll make a beautiful flower. That's the oh. <laughs> I need to go make flowers We're missing your turlet. There's something in that reference that just doesn't work, but I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care. Um, I like Calling taking a dump make flowers more than I like the context they used it in in True Detective, where it was what the the two weirdos called having sex. Oh, such a creepy moment! Let's re- go make flowers. I rewatched that again, and I was like, I must have, I must have blocked this part out. Because <laughs> in that context, yeah, it's terrifying. But if you're oh, like, "Where's your bathroom? I need to go make flowers." <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you're about to yeah. find out. Uh... You will want to get your plumber on speed dial. Yeah. What are you doing in there? They see welding sparks. Go away! <laughs> uh, I'm tired today, man. I'm tired. Are you? Mm-hmm. Are you pooped from the tremendous victory we saw? Oh, yeah. Boston University Terriers women's hockey triumphing over the, the UVM Catamount. How girls? conflicting for you, who went to UVM and went to... It was, you went to BU, yeah. Yeah. For a second, I was like, did he go to Boston? No, he went to BU. Yeah. No, we literally talked about this all day yesterday. Yeah. Who is he going to root for? Yeah. And I was like, that must have been, yeah. And you sat there and did it. People came by wearing the green. You told them to eat shit. Yeah. I violently seized a child by the scruff of his neck and said, you remember this. The guy in front of you was, was he was reading a book. It was very confusing. Stupid idiot. Falling into Narnia. Can I tell you two reasons why it was easy to root for BU? Why? A, because good friend of the pod, Molly. I don't know why I said good friend. She probably doesn't know my last name. I don't think she listens <laughs> anymore. <laughs> That's fair. It's okay. We don't judge. You're busy. Um, Life gets we do. We do love you, Molly. Thank, under- you, thank you for the tickets. Okay. Molly, you're great. Thanks for the tickets. We get it. An hour to listen to the podcast must be super hard to what do. What a commitment. <laughs> um, but she's an assistant coach for them. Yeah. So we got to root for our friend. And yeah. that decision was already made. The second reason why I was like, yes, I feel very reaffirmed in UVM my decision. UVM didn't come out to represent at all. UVM played heel. Yeah. They were fucking getting some chips in after the whistle, and they oh, were being bitches about that, calls. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the refs. And they were doing it. The they, got, they got beaten on Cancer Awareness Day because they were playing heel. <laughs> oh, no. They did. They did. Is that why all those kids were there? Were they all, were they all cancer patients? Was that... Was that what that school trip? We thought there was a field trip, and there's a bunch of kids who inevitably got to come there to see like these the their team lose. We're just making fun of them. It turns yeah. out they're all St. Jude's yeah. patients. So we're just sitting there. <laughs> Stupid idiots getting their dreams crushed. Take that, St. Steuben's miracle team, or fucking I don't know. The one kid's Shriners. Yeah. <laughs> One kid's just sitting there trying not to having a, a thousand yard stare onto the ice, being like, I just wanted to meet John Cena. I just <laughs> they instead they got to come see the UVM girls team lose. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
no hope. That's really sad. Yeah, UVM, uh, not a lot of people showed up for the game. That's a bad look to be the asshole team and to then lose all on Cancer Awareness well, game. And again, they were also being pretty chippy, you're right. Uh, they were the, cocky. The they refs really missed a couple of calls, and it's funny because the fans that were there were like super biased against it. Like there was an after the whistle, somebody shot and put it back in the net, and the, the fans were like, what are you talking about? I'm Play like, was blown dead. Yeah. This is really weird. If you don't know hockey, uh, when the whistle goes off, the play stops. <laughs> I will say very sincerely, if you don't know hockey, attend a hockey game with Tanner. Yeah. He's a wealth of knowledge. Because he said it himself. There were UVM, for a while, had more shots on goal, but BU was capitalizing on more opportunities. Quality over quantity. Yes. They really, they really made some good shots. There were some really good plays. There were some great fucking goals. I don't know shit about hockey. Like, undeniably, you watch what they do out there. I'm like, any of them would kill me. My God. They're ins- like, the fucking athleticism is ridiculous. I don't even know if I can skate backwards. What's the last time you went ice skating? A long time ago. Uh, what ended up happening was, it, it might have been high school, honestly. Because I used to go skating a lot, because that was one of the few things to do in this half-a-horse fucking town. Now I was born in a small town. Uh, and so you'd go to the old BOR and, you know, go for the free skates. Uh, my sister was dating a fun guy. Uh, his name was Mike. And uh, him and his other uh, good friend, Pierce, were not the nicest of fellas at times. And one time, they thought it would be funny to scotch tape my skates. And what you do is you just take, it's very simple, you just take tape and you put it right down across the blades. Ooh, oh, I was trying to think about the the mechanics of that. That's insidious. Yeah, but see, the problem that was done with it is they did it to me not knowing when i was going to go next and forgot about it oh no so by the time i went to do it it had basically fused to the bottom of the fucking skates and it was impossible to get off i had to go get them re-fucking done but again you had to peel all the fucking tape off the sides first because they're not going to sharpen the sides of the fucking skate thanks mike uh so i just never really i just like it was like the day the music died it was too demoralizing i just like i might have gone years later when like jeff or someone let me borrow a pair of skates that were a little too small for me or like that kind of thing what you size know foot you got i got like a 12 and a half i got a 13 yeah so it's like it's just a little bit bigger it's but not that it bad bigger i'm fucking used to it's better than trying to <laughs> trying to put your fucking foot in a 12 it's fucking hell i want to put this to friend of the show ashley yeah okay i'm gonna just ask you right now ashley ashley if you have a size 13 foot and you got good arches, they're not you don't you're not flat footed and you don't have unusually high. You got a pretty down the center foot for a size 13 man. For example, what kind of size skate do I want and do I still want Bowers? Cuz remind you that I am an Adidas brand whore, so I do need to pick brand loyalty and it used to be Bauer. And I mean like Discuss. for for example, you know, like would it make sense for whatever size you gave him to take like I don't know that that half off between the foot size does that make sense? Like if you gave him a thirteen and a half, does that mean a twelve and a half gets a thirteen? I don't know. For example, <laughs> for getting Rory in on this, do I get my skates for free? <laughs> no. As a professional courtesy. Listen, I think of the two of us. I'm the one getting convinced, so I should get him for free. Because if they cost money, I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, she too lazy. I doesn't thought- tell you that I'm getting them for free, and she offers you twenty five percent off. You're a monster. <laughs> I'm just helping Ashley do good business. That's where I always get my lacrosse stuff from. Oh, for sure. It was down there. And uh, I'd always be the person going to my parents, like, I bent another fucking <laughs> stick. I God got- damn it, Rory. Oh, it was not cheap. 
Yeah, because you were one of those goons that had the six defensive foot yeah. six foot stick. Yeah, it was so much fun. Band name six foot stick. But when you <laughs> I don't think I don't think that works. Uh, but when you would get it stuck, and it would you like if if you would like put it against the ground and someone comes through and it provides that weird amount of leverage, it just bends the fucking thing. Yeah. Just like it's nothing. Just whack. Yeah, they're not made out of tensile steel. We watched. There was this kid. Uh, I cannot remember his name. He was a senior, and he was like a sophomore. Not very athletic, but like not a lot of people coming out for the JV was gonna make it. Nice, meant well, anyways, but otherwise not super athletic. And he showed up one day with like a two hundred and fifty dollars stick. Just oh, fucking really nice. And I'm pretty sure what ended up happening was varsity game comes along, someone asks to use it, bent in fucking half. Just like that's how expensive that shit was sometimes. Oh. Just super nice, light, uh, incredible kind of stuff. That's like getting a new car and someone's like, hey, they're going to borrow that to go get some pack of cigarettes and never come back. <laughs> yeah. And they just total it. Yeah. Well, dude, at that age, too, like it might as well have been two hundred, two thousand dollars You didn't know the fucking difference. I mean, you did, but come on. It's still expensive. <laughs> You're in school. You don't have a job. You didn't care about the difference. Yeah brutal because your parents might just hand you 250 well, and l- lacrosse the difference in weight was fucking everything but it also meant your stick was probably weaker like you could get like the first stick i ever got was this long fucking heavy bastard that like was never gonna fucking break on me hell sticks used to be made of fucking wood for christ's sake and then you get one of those light ones and you were like this is like night and day but they were so much easier to bend in half but they were also way more expensive and the people who used them right would just blow the fuck by you yeah so you had to. Should we turn this into a lacrosse pod? Going down. Yeah, I know so much past that. I remember everything. Lacrosse talk. My, my, my coach, who literally, our, our defensive coach at one point looked at us and said, poke him in the penis. Like, that was a strategy where we were cheap bastards, dude. I'm not joking. The heels. We were not a good team of people. Like, if we were going to lose, we made them hurt. Uh, we were a bunch of dicks. Can I just say real quickly, the worst thing about what you just told me was the yeah. fact that he said penis yeah. instead well, of dick. That guy became a, a Burlington cop. Dope. There I you feel go. much safer. Yeah. Uh, Poke him in the penis? That's something a pedophile This said. was legitimately the strategy behind it that is discussed, which was when you're playing lacrosse, right? Everybody's wearing cups, but a check to the dick still fucking hurts. And you got a six-foot stick. And the refs are following the play. Like, if you lay that kid out, they're going to notice and they're going to call the fucking thing, right? Um, But if he throws the ball, and the second he throws it right after, the second you watch that ball leave his stick, they're going to, all the refs are going to follow the ball and just give him a little tap and run and just go. Like, you're moving for the thing, and the second he throws it, you just use your momentum to make it seem like it was whatever. Like, you were calling off your, your, your push or whatever. You give him the check, and you just move on. And the next time he throws the ball, you do it again. So that eventually, the next time he goes to throw that ball, he's thinking about the cup check and not where he's throwing the fucking ball. And that shit worked. What other heel tactics did you guys employ? Oh, it'd be, again, I, if I cross-check somebody after the play and the refs aren't looking, that guy's going to turn around and okay, so when you push in lacrosse, your hands are supposed to be together because you're using your fist to push somebody. Right, um, you can't. Uh, and a lot of equal pressure them. argument. I don't know how it works in the collegiate level. That's how it worked in high school. Um, but you cross check, which is I'm sure the same thing in hockey, um, is where you hit him with the fucking stick, and the stick fucking hurts, you know. And so that's that's a penalty. And so if after the play you fucking cross check somebody and they turn around to f- try to f- 
push you or like I remember doing it to a guy in South Burlington where I fucking cross checked him and he just was done and turned around and got in my face and he got the penalty because they didn't see my cross check. They saw him instigating a fight. Are you the dirtiest player in the game? No, that's some Ric Flair shit. That's how I got taught. (laughs) I'm telling you what my coach like this was like, don't get me wrong. Also, like get the ball up field and like running secondary stuff yeah i know how to do all that other stuff but again another thing like when you're in that box and you're forming like a triangle with your defense a guy's going to come in from the corner like if he comes in from the left side and i'm the guy on the right he comes in and takes the shot he's going to move in a way where he's up sometimes to throw the ball down or in so he's lifted up and as a defenseman that's a great time being tall to go down into him and drop him into the fucking ground and because it's so close to the play, you're not going to get called. So again, the next time he comes into your fucking box, he knows he's going to get dropped to the fucking ground. But this from is from the guy who he cannot, you know, who's going to get the most momentum against him. I love this. <laughs> again, <laughs> my, wrong. it was a lot of fun. I, I get why it was wrong. It's fun to listen to. Yeah, I love it. If you were like, yeah, we always banded together as a team. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. No, dude, we were we were mean. <laughs> Like, don't be wrong. Good. We were trying to win, too. Uh, I don't know how. I mean, I'm sure the attack and all those other guys had the same thing. You know, you didn't Mitchell fucking like make someone's soul leave their body once. I watched Mitch crush someone in the exact kind of example that I'm talking about. And in lacrosse, there's a lot of moments when people's heads are down or they're kind of like using their leverage to kind of like to be kind of like up. You know what I mean? And uh, a lot of when you're like a lot of what you're taught is that a lot of your momentum comes from getting low and using you know that leverage that you have to to push back against people and one time it was the jv game because i was a senior and we were watching them play and mitch is across the field and there's some poor bastard who is at the ball trying to pick it up off of the fucking ground which when you're panicked and in the middle of all this shit sometimes is difficult and now mitch sees this and Let's say the way this guy needs to pick up the ball and get downfield is going to put him directly in Mitch's path. And he's looking down at the ball, so he doesn't see Mitch. And Mitch is trucking. If you've met Mitch, sturdy fella. Low center of gravity. Yep. And this guy picks up the ball and comes up just in time for Mitch to catch him and put him into the, into the dirt and lay him there where he was buried. Yes. And we all said a little moment of prayer. And that was it. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm pretty sure it was Mitch I saw who broke the shit out of a kid's collarbone, and that was the moment. He might deny this. <laughs> I don't know. He it might was, be proud of it, it was It was somebody. It was. I watched Mitch kill that kid. I don't know if that was the time that the kid broke his collarbone, because that happened a couple times. Uh, uh, old, old buddy, um, other Alex, who we did some theater with, uh, I watched him get his collarbone broken. <laughs> Lacrosse was fucking rough. That's such a gross... The collarbone. Well, it's high school, too. Blah. Are we out there for fundamentals? Are we out there to be the best? You know, we, were, <laughs> we weren't going to be. Our, 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 uh, our coach didn't really know how to. It was all running, you know, and a couple of really rudimentary drills, passing drills. Um, and it, it worked to a point. But against a team like in Burlington with the funding that they get, for their schools like we would go into their programs and they would all have like the same sticks that would like you know like we would have to buy our own sh- like we'd have the same 
uniforms and and shorts and they'd have like the same everything and like the same like nice decal like we would do some stuff like that but like theirs was all clearly like purchased and set up for them they'd have like three fields at their high school and like before people had like the electronic sign out front being like today's taco day school have a wonderful they already had one you know back in the day just really well funded shit and so when you would play them they would just outclass the fucking shit out of us and they'd have like a full bench like where there were kids on the bench who weren't playing that day if they ran up the score put those guys the in the lunch meet yeah. yeah and they'd be in for 30 seconds and then they'd pull them back out again real real um what's what's like what's the fran- like not franchise what's the name of like your sports team like your sports they like had a real team whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. like an an enterprise behind it money better boosters not that we didn't have some of that stuff but you'd play them and you'd be like you guys are really good yeah your boosters paid with shit they found in the couch and so naturally over years the victory became hurting one of them (laughs) i would argue you guys won the grand prize (laughs) physical violence over personal achievement get as far as we, we could i mean don't be wrong like i i have issues with my ribs to this day because in one of the playoff games my senior year against rutland vermont uh one of them broke one of them broke my ribs i just never got them checked out like i'm i don't know if they're broke or cracked or fractured or what the word is but like definitely something like because friend of the pod jeff because he's a prick every now and then would like pick me up for a bear hug and i would feel one of them go and just crack and it was like maybe it's that separation between the ribs or something but like the next game after that, they had to bandage me up because I could not run because you feel that like weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, it killed, dude. But I had to play the game and we got fucking rolled. What did they call the Rutland Berry game? The Dirtbag Bowl? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, we did it at Spalding, though. Uh, yikes. In old central Vermont. And I can't believe we won. We just Can I ask you a question? What? Does your coach know anything about coaching lacrosse? Again, I don't. It seems like he might have just been a dude who was winging it. Okay, I want to tell you about the dude who was winging it. That was our first, the first coach I ever had, which was for like the city team when I was in like eighth grade. We had this teacher, uh, Mr. Aldrich. He was a seventh grade teacher, um, and he got everybody into lacrosse. He was like, "You guys, like, we can do. There's even a program." Da da da. The guy running the program, or at least our coach in the program for like our, I don't know if it was BYSA or what the fuck it was. Um, <laughs> he was clearly doing it potentially court appointed. Like I could not even fuck some tell. Gordon Bombay. It shit, was, huh? Oh my God. And how except he never learned, like there was no coming of age moment. There was no love and respect there. It was like a bad news bears situation. It's just all the drinking that Bombay oh, was doing. Yeah. I remember the first, after all of our practice, our first game, like he was one of those guys who gave like the pointing speech before he was like, if I get it, you might be nervous. Uh, just got to remember the things like if the ball's coming at you, uh, you got to take that hit, you know, just like really shitty advice like that. Like put yourself in the way if, if like more or less get hurt if, uh, if they're going to score. Otherwise, don't you let them score if you could have gotten hurt instead <laughs> kind of a thing. If you guys have got, you know, and that nerve kind of thing where you'd be like, if anyone's got to throw up, you'd probably go do it now because game's about to start. Like that kind of thing. Let me tell you something, Get kid. it the fuck out of the way. You don't have got to nerves. pay her alimony if you threaten her dog's life. Well, dude, as an eighth grade kid, I remember when he said that, I was like, what did I get myself into? What What are we about to do? Are we about to Become use men? Are we about to use a head like they did back in the fucking days with the Native Americans before they went into battle? Is that, are we going into battle? I'm 13. This is fucked up. 
I'm only a level 12 dungeon but, master. And then that game, I took a shot to my thigh so fucking hard. I tried to hold myself up with my stick. Couldn't do it. What a oh man. Yeah. What a bruise. Coil whipped me with one. Oh, it Former hurts. friend of the life, Coil. Yeah. Yeah. Whipped me. Because I was thinking oh, about yeah. it briefly. I remember talking to you, Alex, and Coil. He was like, if you can't take this, then don't. Oh, my God, dude. When he hit me in the fucking hip, I was like, well, I've definitely just broken my hip and the record for youngest person to need a hip replacement in life because I'm 15 and now I have internal bleeding. It's shocking how much that that fucking ball hurts. It fucking hurt. Yeah, it get, it goes over. After a while. So uh, that same guy uh, who I told you the wonderful story about my sister dated him, Mike, he was the goalie for the, the team in um, in high school for several years, mostly because he's insane um, and was willing to be the kind of person who would take like a, like a ridiculously fast shot and just take it in the chest. So there was one particular game where he did just this, where he just takes a ball to the chest. Like someone on the other team clearly bound for fucking lacrosse greatness who just fucking barrels one of these in full force and he takes it in the chest and it stops his heart Goo. boom he didn't know of course <clears throat> that it had stopped his heart except for the fact that it hit him so hard that he passed the fuck out right there in the field Just poof and so play stops and they take him out for a second they eventually he goes back in because he's that kind of guy who goes i'm okay like we also watched this guy later because he was also the goalie for the hockey team like rip his groin muscle during play because he like went down and butterflied for a shot and just too much during that game and just ripped his groin muscle and just, oh my God, dude. Whoa. So he always was doing this to himself. He went to the hospital after the game and the doctors were, you know, like figured out like, oh yeah, you, you 100% had your heart stopped, looked at his heart. Like you bruised your heart. What happened? What was going on? Like, did you, what happened after that? He went back in. Like if, if you're taking a shot, even half that speed after this, you would have died. Spooky. Well, what an interesting guy. Spooky. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Um, this is the same guy, though. I remember uh, got tons of stories about him. We just, always crazy bullshit with this guy. I watched him dislocate his pinky in all three places. L- skateboarding. Because um, we used to skate. He was up at the, the, the local skate park. And there's these little things called boxes that you can, like, ollie up onto or grind or do whatever. But the ones we they had were just, for some reason, too fucking rudimentary for these guys because they're really good. So they stacked one on top of the other. So it was really, really high up, and they're trying to grind this thing. And he just falls in the right way and just rolls over on his hand and just, just dislocates it in all three places. So now it's time to go to the hospital. But they're going to drop me off first because they're nice like that, and it's okay. And on the way back to my house, I watch him put one of them back into place. Oh, and he just puts one. Of, so now his fingers cocked at the at the second and third knuckle. But this is normal again. It was the craziest fucking thing. Or he's puking in the front seat. Oh, so gross. No, I was in the back. I never got to ride in the front. Are you kidding? <laughs> fucking jerks. <clears throat> nice to see not much has changed <laughs> in your life. Why can't anyone be nice to me? So, yeah, a lot of weird stories like that from back in the day. Watch a lot of people hurt themselves. Memories. Yeah. It's a fun thing. Do you have any crazy stories of people hurting themselves? I've got to tell you, I just hurt myself eating more of the street. I can't believe you're still doing it. You're really trying to finish off the I'm getting a little cinnamon toast crunch taste now. A little bit of cinnamon? That's tree bark, Cinnamon toast crunch, specifically. Yeah. Wow. I'm also not above eating tree bark, by the way. I know. You just did. I eat Domino's pizza. 
can't be too picky. That's also I. That also comes from tree bark. Seeing somebody maim themselves doesn't have to be maiming. Just some ridiculous situation where you're like, this guy, this guy should probably just stop, but they keep going. That kind of thing. Um, like out of nowhere, just some crazy, like some craziness. I can think of one that we were towing someone in the boat up at camp one time, mm-hmm. and um, was it me? Or no, there was no, <laughs> there was no one in it. It was the tube. Yes, and it was just hanging off the back. Yeah. No one thought to like reel it in and try to like hold it and maybe we don't gun it all the way back to camp. Sure. My dad is driving. It's an instant recipe for disaster. Yeah. So he is towing the entire fucking tube at length. Yeah. Rope taut as a fuck behind the boat while he goes hell bent for leather to get across the lake. So this thing that just thing skip, 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 skip. submerged. He hit it just right that the fucking lining of it, because oh, it had a liner oh, over the tube, oh, oh, oh. filled with water, and it became like towing the shark from Jaws. Oh, man. So what happens when that thing lets go? Uh, not great, Rory. It fucking <laughs> snapped, and the entire knot at the end smashed this fucking woman right in the eye. Oh, man. Just out of nowhere. Just wow. bang. Like, looked like it hit hard enough to break a window. Shocked it didn't blow her eye out or yeah. break her orbital bone, but it fucking clocked her. It wow. clocked her. Did she get good. bruised up good? Oh my god. Instant her fucking eye just closes. Oh. Disgusting stuff. Wow. At least she got think about if she hadn't gotten her eye closed in time. Because that was probably the difference. Dude, and the rope had fibers in it and shit. Because yeah. I tried to grab it and got wicked rope burns on my hands. So imagine she must have just had like a nice color of like let me guess. Blue Black, white, and maybe yellow or something. Her bruise? No, no, no. The colors in the rope. It's always some fun color. No, like this was yellow. So she Ooh, had some little okay. yellow cacti. Okay, fragments. there it is. Yeah, that's always fun. I remember the first time I experienced that was actually back at my high school again. There was some uh, bomb threat or ah yes forced fire drill or something, and it was just yeah. like an old rope on the way like to where we were going. And I put my hand down on it for a second, and then I opened it back up, and it was just full of little yellow because the rope had just frayed so much. Mm. And now that it was my hand, I was like, oh, fuck, I know what I'm doing for the rest of this uh, outdoor time, which was just pulling <laughs> fucking tiny, like hypodermic needle-ish pieces of rope out of she my hand. She loves me. She loves me not. Yeah. She ended up loving me not. It was very sad. I could have seen that coming a mile away that you were going to make that reference. Time heals all wounds, man. Until <laughs> you bring it up again. Oh, my God. Okay, no, I thought of a real Gusolini one. Ooh, okay. My dad has had some pretty spectacular injuries. Yep. He, um, that's a good, that's he, a good he start. <laughs> removing a buoy. They all happen at camp, too, dude. <laughs> camp is a death trap for my dad. <laughs> Can't wait to see him renovate the place. Oh, yeah, dude. It's going to go swimmingly. Oh. Uh. He he's trying to take a buoy out of the water. I'm in the rowboat with him. It's pouring buckets. We gotta get that buoy out that day. It's attached by a chain to a radiator, and yes. the lake levels have risen. So once again, an object is being held under great tension under the water. Okay, I'm with you. After Steve Irwin wrestling with this buoy, he got it free, and it shot <laughs> up and smashed into his eyebrow and just split it down to the meat. Just crushed him big huh? fucking crusher gash instant oh. geyser crimson mask yeah great stuff and you're standing there jesus how old were you 13 
shouldn't be laughing this much, but I am. So not only did I have to row the boat ashore, <laughs> I had to drive the truck <laughs> to Barry, which is an hour away. <laughs> this is so much better. And then, Rory, uh, it gets even better. Uh, he called his buddy. Can you patch me up? He goes, yeah, no problem. So it's like my dad is a criminal that can't go to a hospital and has to get a veterinarian to pull a slug out of him. We got it, he got it done for free. <laughs> he went to his buddy and was like, whatever, we know how to, we know how to stitch, stitch scratch me Scratch you, you scratch me kind of a thing. And at the time, I had, <laughs> I had a notion that I would be a veterinarian when I grew up. <laughs> so my dad I looks at his friend and goes, you want to let my kid try to put some stitches in? And he was like, yeah, be my guest. I'll talk him through it. So I sewed my dad up. Like he was a boxer. <laughs> if you look at him, he's never boxed in his life. Look at you. You're like daredevil. <laughs> uh, I got to tell you, Rory, it was exhilarating and terrifying. Yep. So how come that didn't pan out then? I can't do this to kitties. Being puppies. a veterinarian? Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I saw a cat being euthanized, I'm like, oh, I would have to do this regularly. I'm out. Yeah, that's fair. These people are fucking bawling. This poor cat is great. And the woman who's doing it, not batting an eye. Yep. It's just the cold reality just, of the situation. Bye, Fluffy. Meow. You were a that was it. You were a cat. Yeah. The other great right into the incinerator. Oh yeah. Tell him that we put it in the shoebox. We'll take really special care of your cat. You just <laughs> throw it over your shoulder like Henry the Eighth. Fucking lasso it. Um, oh, that's sad. <laughs> that's very bad. I have one that'll make you feel better. Scrambles. It's another in, uh, story about my dad injuring himself. Ooh, go on. Yeah, I got a lot of good stories in earlier. Let's hear them. Oh, it's great. Um, so my dad and my sister, this was years ago. Uh-huh. I think when I was probably around 11, 12, 13. And my dad and my little sister were rollerblading up at camp. Mm-hmm. And my dad was trying to show off. He's like, oh, the old man still got it. And he hit a pebble. And all of a sudden, he fucking hit the dirt ass first and skidded. Giant, giant egg, big ass fucking hematoma Ugh. on the side of his leg. Just this big, he's like, oh, Christ, it hurts. It's just throbbing. Ugh. Disgusting egg. Mm. But he's still going to go water skiing later that day. <laughs> so okay. he's up. And he's like, I'm going to show these. I'm going to show everybody how cool I am by dropping a ski. Show them how it's done. Drops a ski. Sure. Now he's on one. I'm yep. like, wow, maybe my dad is kind of cool. Oh, down. They got him. <laughs> they got him. Yard sale. Goes outside the wake. Yard sale. Ooh. Oh, so he hits skip, 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 skip. first and skids across the water. His fucking uh, leg the next day. Why did he go outside the wake? Because he flew too close to the sun. And don't get me wrong, like, it's a cr- like that must be an exhilarating experience, like, to be able to, like, whip across like that and, like, be, like, totally in control. You got to, like, really know what the fuck you're doing. That's the thing about my dad, man. You look at him and you're like, I don't believe that this man can breathe without a machine. And yet he's a fucking diesel water skier. He just oh, did sure. it so much when he was a kid. And, like, oh, yeah. His like, life. no, same thing with like a lot of my family, too. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's fucking crazy. Drop, I've never like gotten I, up on skis in my life. Ski. I've done it. <laughs> That's a story. Well, because the first time I got up on skis, uh, I didn't tie my bathing suit well enough. Oh, yes. And I bare assed just a whole other camp of people who were sitting there watching us try to get up on skis. Kind of doing. Girls your age. Well, no, just kind of doing what we do now. Like, it was like as if I was looking into the future. Like, we were looking through a window at other people. I, I finally get up, but I'm telling you, my uh, my ass and dick and balls, my whole everything is just, my, my, my shorts are like right around my knee, and they're only there because of the bend 
Otherwise, they would be right down at the bottom. So I grab them and just yank them up as hard as I can. But I really just mooned the shit. Like a good 15-ish seconds. Nice. First first time I get up on skis, everybody got a show. They're all, woo-hoo! Woo! Because yeah! I, I get up on skis, but they also get to see my super pale ass. Hey, give the people a show. Yeah. This American purveyor of white chocolate, yeah. right? Yeah, that was the Wikipedia first time. verified. <laughs> so that was the first time, yeah. Dude. Sort of put a capper on the, the slalom skiing. Story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So wakes up the next day. The next day from his hip to his ankle, his leg black is black and purple and swollen like it's a sausage casing. He had knocked something loose in that subdural hematoma. Uh, and and it his just leg just became a blood packet. He had to once again call upon his friend, the back alley surgeon. To suck the goo out of his ass. You had to get drained, huh? He had to lance it. It they he, he they cut a little thing, stuck a tube in there, and sucked out a bunch of the most vile grape jelly you have ever seen in your life. I why were you there for this? I was always around for this <laughs> because it was about desensitizing me to be some kind of surgeon. Why? Why did he ma- let the boy watch? <laughs> Correct. Do you, you ever know, meet my grandpa? I don't know if I've ever met your grandpa. No, he's dead ever did meet he him. died when i was in high school no I so you probably I, didn't meet i him. didn't meet him then did i tell you the two stories that i think unless i met him at like a play or something i don't know if you ever oh he him. didn't go to the play he was then, very upset that i was doing musical theater then he de- yeah we definitely didn't meet each other then <laughs> was he, it gonna be the guy who got brought around dude he he was like john wayne except john wayne would look at him and be like don't you think that's a little extreme pilgrim <laughs> two stories that exemplify who this psychopath was when he was a reserve cop back in New Jersey. A reserve cop What's back in New Jersey. Reser- That's not something you could do as a job? That was a reserve cop? Basically, they can call you in. It's like the volunteer fire department. What did he do while he was being a reserve? Like, what was his other thing? Because, like, again, he, now it's... He worked for the family monument business. That's how they ended up in Vermont, was they used to get all their granite from up here. And they just moved. And they right. made a bunch of friends that moved here. Yeah, they moved en masse with a bunch of friends. Okay. Um... Real Manson family shit. Go oh, on. yeah. Jersey trash wiling out. <laughs> so they were in New Jersey, and they had a monuments business, and that's what he did. But he was a reserve cop because he was buddies with all the cops. He played cards with all the cops. So they made him a reserve cop. So he's the guy, that, and he was a big son of a bitch, too. He was a fucking Brian Dennehy, barrel-chested, hands-of-stone asshole. Yep. I loved him to death. But he <laughs> used to call me a guinea because my mom's Italian. Anyway. Wow. Back in the day, he's we're just res- learning so much fun stuff. He's a great guy, you guys. You're gonna get so many like sad messages about people like I just, just want to give you a hug. Well, then give him a hug, damn it! Don't touch me. Not after this. <laughs> um, he fucking there was a guy on some kind of drug. Yes. They say PCP. I don't know if PCP was around at this time. I don't know how they would even be sure of that. How they're testing for that in Mayberry? Dude was just on pot. Probably just had a left-handed cigarette. Well, apparently he was like, <laughs> which is great as a lefty. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> it's the devil's hand. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he was so jacked up on whatever he'd done, whatever stimulant he was on, had him so fucked up that like three other cops couldn't hold him. They couldn't get the cuffs on him. Mm-hmm. They finally knocked him down to the ground. My grandpa went over and fucking curb stomped the guy. They just S- killed him. No, it, he didn't make him bite the curb and then kick him 
full force. Yeah. But he came over and Dented kicked the guy's fucking face into the ground, and and, and he the guy lost consciousness immediately. Oh, yeah. And the guy looks at my grandpa and goes, "You can't do that." He goes, "I just did." So he was Batman, basically. <laughs> he was Batman. If Batman was, let's be honest, pretty racist. <laughs> Listen, I'm sure we can go back and find those comics. They're somewhere. Yeah. DC didn't burn all of them. We go sock old Hirohito on the jaw. Yeah. The second story about my grandpa that ought to tell you everything you ought to know. My dad was walking home from school one day, and this weirdo dude started chatting him up and being like, you've grown so much. And like, okay. I think we all know who what this gentleman is. He didn't have a van and candy, but he was making a real appeal to my father's need for adult male friends. <laughs> Predates Nambla, too. Does it? So he and my dad was like vaguely aware of who the guy was. He's like, oh, that guy's kind of weird. He goes home to dinner that night and Talks mentions the interaction to my grandparents. My grandmother just looks at my grandfather, who just quietly stands up from the table, goes into his bedroom, and then immediately leaves the house. Took his gun with him. What huh? he had gone to do was find this man. Beat the fucking shit out of him, stick a snub nose revolver in his mouth, and say, if you ever talk to my son again, I'll fucking kill you. Good old Tommy Justice. Never talk to my dad again. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those weird things where I sit there and go, well, if a pedophile was talking to my kid, I wouldn't sit there and look at it as being such a crazy story. So, like, I'd say the, the, the first, like, shooting, shooting the family dog is more of my, like, I'm like, wow, that fucked. <laughs> That is <laughs> fucked up. But I guess beating a guy within an inch of his life is still like it's very the Irishman. <laughs> it wasn't within an inch of his life. It was it was enough to let him. It was like, I'll beat him up. Yeah, a you little were there. Bit, and the cherry <laughs> on top was the revolver in the mouth. Yeah, he hugged him with a, with a gun. Just a light pistol whipping. <laughs> Who are you to judge? Yeah, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> totally normal. Dude, Listen, Gampy was a good guy. He's shooting dogs in the face. He's insane. My dad shot him in the balls with birdshot. <laughs> I think I've told that story. My dad and have... my grandpa were, I think, quail hunting, and my dad got spooked and turned around and shot my grandpa right in the fucking beanbag. Oh, man, that hurts. So my grandma picked them all out with a tweezel. That's love right there. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, childhood's a great time. Yeah. It's a Fun great like time. I loved being called Dago and Wop and Spaghetti Vendor. <laughs> Our childhoods were different. <laughs> <laughs> and uh. it's it's so funny because like my dad's a goober, but he's not that intense. He's not. He was not an abusive maniac, but his parents absolutely were. I loved uh, my grandparents. Don't get me wrong, but they were fucking psychopaths. I had two different dynamics. You know what I mean for my grandparents. Because on the one hand, I had the grandparents who were, like, Catholic and didn't think we had enough religion in our life, but, like, also weren't super pushing it. But also my parents would, like, go away and be like, you're staying with uh, with them. And they would, like, bring us to church on a Wednesday. I've talked about it before. And then on the other hand, the other parents that I had or other grandparents um, on my mom's side, they had, like, I think it's, like, 50 or 70 acres out back of a farm. And so when we were there, they were just like, mm, go on. <laughs> And we would just go out back and just get lost on that land. And uh, for hours and hours, and this is before cell phones. And this, like, so there's a couple of times when they like have to come out on four wheelers and be like, where the fuck have you been? Like, we don't know what time it is. We don't know where we are. 
And uh, so you had those different dynamics, which was really fun because you had like the thumb on you and then you had the ones where like, we don't care. <laughs> Just go. That was my mom's family. My yeah. grandparents on my mom's side were still with us. Yeah. Probably because they're wonderful, effervescent, generous people mm-hmm. who spoiled their grandkids and were fun and had great stories and are lovely lovely people and then every weekend i had to go stay with my dad in castle dracula (laughs) (laughs) oh dude they were the kind of like austere hardcore lutherans that would have like a white the kitchen was like a table with two seats against the wall white wall thick ass crucifix hanging on it oh they were that kind of christian awesome yeah dude it's like a weird depressing indie movie it was a lot of spare the rod and spoil the child stuff. They didn't hit us. Just, I'll say that. You just they didn't hit like, us. Well, I'm going to churn butter later. I just know it. Yes. <laughs> there were threats of poison gas, but also dancing. dancing. Yeah. It's just such a weird uh, youth. There. That's you're, that sounds tough, man. Got to be honest. They were intense people. Like I felt like my grandparents, like they had their own faults. You know, they they had their own things where I was like, this is tough. You know, and things you got to figure out from a different time. You know, uh, but nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. One of one side of my family, my grandparents aren't ready for a gay president. The other side would have killed him themselves. <laughs> <laughs> what a difference. You, they sound similar, but I tell you, it's like night and day. There's that, a difference for that generation. It's incredible. There's a line. <laughs> There's always a line. I think we proved that with this episode. They would hate each other. <laughs> Can you imagine the people? I would like to go back in time to see the people starting this episode being like, they're doing their annoying little snack gimmick again. <laughs> yeah, look where we ended. Super depressed. And it ends with, and as I stuck my thumbs into his yeah. eye sockets, I said, no, Uncle Peppy. <laughs> Not again. And that was my 12th Christmas. <laughs> Do we have anything less depressing to round out with here? My God. Uh, <laughs> <bleh>. <laughs> I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I was like, I, I, we went from like, what, remember that time someone got physically hurt to you being like, my childhood was essentially psychological torture. <laughs> I was intentionally hurt yeah. all the time. Oh, man. Um, Something fun. Well, again, maybe what was like, tell me about the time your dad got bonked on the head. <laughs> there was a time that uh, we were grocery shopping when I was like nine. <laughs> there is. That's great. He was being a condescending asshole and I got mad at him and I lost my cool and I drove the shopping cart into his bare Achilles because he had flip-flops on. And I was like, motherfucker. And I just <laughs> bang. I nipped him. He went down like a, ah, he just fell over screaming, clutching his leg. Nothing. Obviously, it hurts like fuck to get hit in the back yeah, but, of the heel. but also hamming it up. But he was fine. He was really selling the injury. Well, it's a theater, man. <laughs> and the fucking clerk comes over and is like, sir, are you okay? He goes, yeah, killing this fucking idiot. And points to his nine-year-old son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He looks very well balanced. Oh, it was great, dude. They just let me leave the store with him after that. (laughs) (laughs) Different times. Love you, Dad. I hope you're having fun on your trip. Oh, the 90s. (sighs) Fuck, that's awful. (laughs) All right. All right. Do you have anything you want to plug? No. We We did some plugging earlier. I think we're pretty good. I think we're good. We got a fun episode. I can't tell you when it's coming. 
We got some scheduling to do. Yeah, what in this one? <laughs> <laughs> this is to make you appreciate what's coming that much more. Yeah. There was a twist. I hope you got some fun out of it. Everyone's like, boy, the ASMR stuff's really fun. Okay, it's like, how about we start off with that and then steer you into depression? Oh, you didn't want more ASMR? Okay, well, I have the antidote for that. <laughs> Journey with me into the mind of a maniac. Uh, and that's the departing wisdom I can give you this time on the Skimbo Lounge. And until next time on the Skimbo Lounge, thank you. Go fuck yourselves. And goodbye. Goodbye.